You're listening to CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we do it, call toll-free 1-866-928-3310, and we'll send you out a no-obligation information kit absolutely free, 866-928-3310. The CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phones, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. Over 85,000 titles. Choose from mystery, romance, religion, science, technology, business, New York Times bestsellers, even children's books. You name it, Audible has it. With 85,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect audiobook for yourself or to give as a gift, and it's absolutely free. Just point your browser to audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. That's audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. And become a part of the audiobook revolution by downloading your free audiobook today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash CFRN. Hey, trader, want to get rich quick? Well, good luck with that. If, on the other hand, you actually want to learn how to trade, the place to be is www.cfrn.net. Tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, for our daily devotional, and then spend the next three hours learning how it's done from professional traders who actually trade for a living. That's www.cfrn.net. Every trading day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro, and even T-bills. Joining us today from our studios in Boston, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, 28th day of January, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. 
If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at cfrn.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. On the days you're out of the office, away from the desktop, point any internet-connected browser to cfrn.net slash live, and there you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show. As it unfolds, you just won't have access to the chat box. The chat box is important because with the chat box, you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Hang on, I got a message coming in here from Valerie. Let me read it. Okay, Valerie, thanks for the note. You could always come on if you want, but you're probably not prepared, so. Okay, so Michael's not gonna join us as he normally does to put the recap up of what happened in the live training room, so that will give us more time to go through the alerts, etc. Both logic and I can do the recap. You want I can it? do the recap of the recap, but um, okay. he really wants to go through uh, today's events. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just pass it over to you here then in a couple minutes. How about that? Great. That, that do, do you want to do that? That'll be fine. Okay. Dope. All right, guys. So you get a treat. Valerie will come on and share with you for a little bit here in just a moment. So again, if you're out of the office, away from the desktop. Point any internet connected browser to cfrn.net slash live. There's a real time simulcast to the show as it unfolds. You just don't have access to the chat box. And again, the chat box allows you to ask questions and be a part of this discussion. Today's Thursday, Dr. Tom will be joining us at the top of the hour. Now, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast, as a podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or any of the other major podcasting platforms, there's nothing wrong with just listening to the audio portion, but if you'd like to see the video portion as well, so that you're able to see the charts as we talk about them, then hit pause on your podcast player and point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN. We stream live there every day during this broadcast. And we archive each daily show on our channel. Currently, there's over 1,600 daily live broadcasts. So with that, let's open with a word of prayer. Those of you that are part of the community, uh, you know that my uh, dear friend, pastor of many years, uh, and co-conspirator in helping to change the lives of orphans in Africa, Connie Orozco, uh, he passed yesterday. And so while we're saddened uh, that we have lost him, heaven has gained him. And so I know that many of you have been pray, praying for his recovery. Uh, yes, it was the, the corona. Uh, and I, I can't, I still yet can't imagine a world where there isn't a Coney Orozco waking up at 3 a.m. every morning I know him well, uh, and from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. every day, uh, he has his own private praise and worship, and uh, 
He prays for the nation. He prays for the world. And he prays for me. And when my grandmother passed, that hit me hard because I knew that there would be a voice no longer on earth crying out for me, calling my name in prayer every single day. But I still had Coney. And so now both of them are in heaven and I believe that they will still continue to pray for me, for my family, and for this world in which we live. So until I see you again, Connie, I love you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you promise us that where two or more are gathered, that you are there in the midst. Lord, we welcome you amongst us today and celebrate the gift of life that you have lavished upon each one of us. We ask that you would open our ears so that we may hear your voice, open our minds so that we may receive your eternal wisdom, open our spirits so that we may know your leading and guidance, and open our hearts so that we may receive your wonderful love. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, it's Thursday. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. What a powerful day we had yesterday to the downside and now today to the upside. And when we go to the chart, we'll get into all the details of that. Okay, in the U.S., the Dow is currently up 619 points. It's a little over 2%. NASDAQ is up 183 points, that's over one and a quarter percent, almost one and a half. S&P 500 is up 73 points, almost 2%. Uh, Russell 2000, up one and three quarter percent. Hmm, we'll talk about that, hmm, later in the show. In the commodity basket, crude oil down 40 cents, trading 52.45 last. Gold down 60 cents, trading 18.44.30 last. And here's the stunner. Silver up 92 cents, trading 26.31 last. That's a gain of over 3.5%. As you all know, I'm very bullish on metals overall, but in particular, silver. I believe this year we're going to see $50 silver. Now that's my opinion based on technical analysis and also some fundamentals uh, that we'll talk about when we go to the silver chart. Gold would have to go to $4,000 to double its all-time historic high. Silver on the other hand, and by the way, gold's never been to $4,000. It's only been to 2000 Silver, on the other hand, in order to double, would have to go from $25 to $50. Over the course of history, silver has been to $50 twice. And we all know, if you've watched this show for any length of time, important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Not only do I believe we'll see $50 silver this year, I believe this time, we put in new all-time historic highs so we may 
run into resistance at 50. We may consolidate at 50. We may take a few runs at 50. But I think ultimately we overcome 50 and I don't think $75 is out of the question. So if you have, you know, $1,000 to invest, and this is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security or invest in precious metals, but this is just a function of math. If you have $1,000 to invest and you'd like to double that money, you could buy gold and hope that it doubles, goes to 4,000 to a place it's never been before. Or you could put that thousand in silver. And I believe the potential for that to double is much greater in silver for a number of reasons. And we'll go into those in more detail later in the show. In fact, we'll talk about that when Dr. Tom is on. So again, silver up 95 cents, trading 26.34 last, gain of almost 4%. When silver moves $1 in price, in other words, when it goes from $25 to $26, if you own the metal, you make a buck. If you have a large futures contract and price moves a dollar, it's a $5,000 gain if you're on the right side of the trade. If you have the Smaller contract, it's $1,000. Large contract, $5,000 for a $1 move in price. In the Asian markets at the close, Nikkei down 437 points, 1.5%. Shanghai down 68, 2%. Hang Seng down 746 points, 2.5%. This has been a difficult week for the Asian markets. European markets at the close, FTSE down 41, DAX up 45, and the CAC up 50, which is a gain of almost 1%. So that gives us a red day in Asia, a mixed day in the UK, and it's a big green radio Thursday here in the US of A. We have our members only partner workshop tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you've been on our trial this week and you're ready to become a member, up on the screen, you can see the phone number 949-42-E-MANY. Email support at cfrn.net. Or you could just go to eminifuturestrading.com. eminifuturestrading.com. Click the button, become a lifetime member. We have no upsells, we have no new discoveries every other week. We don't have any additional modules to push on you. It's a one-time purchase, a lifetime membership, and it gives you access to everything we do. That includes the live training room every morning, every trading day for two hours from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It's an interactive environment where you are not just sitting and watching someone trade, you're also using your demo account, your simulator to trade along with Michael or Valerie, whoever's leading the room that morning, because <clears throat> you've probably tried in the past to learn how to trade by watching videos of other people trade. How'd that work out? 
the much better way to learn is to have not just a video to watch, but a live instructor who, as he or she is explaining what they're doing, you're able to ask questions, get clarification, and then in your demo account, you're able to actually put on and take off trades based upon the methodology and the strategy that you're learning. That is a much more powerful educational model. And so with that, let me turn this over to our teacher, trader now, once a teacher, Miss Valerie. Uh, she'll give you a quick recap of everything that happened in the live training room this morning. Again, Michael is out today. He'll be back tomorrow morning. He'll be in the workshop tonight, as far as I know. So with that, Valerie, if you're ready, you can take it away. When I come back, I'll have answers to your questions. We'll look at the logic alerts, the concierge alerts, and then at the top of the hour, talk to Dr. Tom. And again, if you okay. okay, I don't see your charts yet. Were you planning to do charts or you just got to leave it? No, I was just going to do uh, the recap because Michael really wants to do this himself. Okay. Well, tell you what, I'll let you talk. I'm going to go get a fresh cup of coffee and I'll be back in five minutes. Outstanding. Okay. Dope. And if you, All at right. any point you decide you want to take the charts, just feel free. Okay. Thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, if possible, Michael will jump in before, if he gets back before uh, Dr. Tom starts at one o'clock, um, he will come on and give the results for today, Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Uh, it, has, it was his best day of the year thus far, uh, so he really wants to go through and show uh, what was accomplished today. It took 14 minutes and one trade today to get to the goal, and that trade was $1,275. It was actually a 47-tick uh, trade uh, on the ES right off the bat this morning. So uh, he wanted to go ahead and, and lay that out. Uh, he took 23 trades all told, a lot of good movement in the markets uh, today. It was his 231st consecutive day getting his goal uh, in a row. Uh, last uh, Valentine's Day, actually Valentine's Day 2020, uh, was the last down day um, during these unprecedented times. So overall, uh, there he took 104 ticks on the ES, 10 ticks in crude, and 24 ticks in gold for a total of $1,640 on the day. So again, he got his goal in, in 14 minutes on the first trade, which paid $1,275. There were 23 trades overall, and today's total uh, $1,640. I believe the daily total is about six. 127 per day. Uh, the earnings so far this month uh, over 12,000. Uh, he had indicated earlier that his goal um, this week was to to get to 10,000. So uh, he has he has exceeded that. Uh, one of the things that I do want to mention 
to those of you who are in the audience that uh, aren't active in the live training rooms in the morning uh, anymore, you're out working, trading on your own. Uh, one of the things Michael has been doing, and I think you'll see it in the recaps if you do watch any of those or uh, regularly catch the daily broadcast, is he has really added helping us learn how to read uh, the DOM. And what that is doing is helping us find targets uh, on each given trade. It's one of the things that he has been doing in the background, he does in his mind, and he has been really laying it out for us so that we can see what he has been doing. Uh, so, you know, it, some, I guess, rooms have taught that the, the large number of contracts that you'll see uh, on the, your depth of market are actually roadblocks. Um, when in fact, over and over again, uh, Michael shows us how they are magnets. Our expectation is that price will get to them, to those big numbers and through them. So rather than roadblocks to stop price from moving, price is actually drawn to them. And so for each given trade, he is identifying where he thinks if we're going long, where the market is likely to get to on this trade. But he also, by the same token, shows us on the downside, you know, where the pullback area is likely to be. You know, we can then determine, you know, if that is, you know, four ticks or eight ticks, or it might even be uh, beyond where our stop would be, which is always eight ticks on our four tick range charts. So that's something that we can now use as one additional tool um, when we are deciding whether or not we want to take a particular trade setup. We can identify the target and the potential pullback area uh, through, his, through his teaching of the DOM and that helps us make a better decision. So we might pass on a trade that we would have taken in the past because now we're adding one additional, you know, tool uh, to making our, our determination. We aren't doing it as traders. We're not looking at three or four markets like he is and making all of those observations. We are likely trading one or two markets at a given time and which gives us an opportunity to, you know, to get a detailed uh, information on just those markets so we're not spreading our attention uh, you know too thin so that's one thing uh, that has been I'm not going to say different but is is an ongoing um, education that has um, been added to the the live training room I think in a big way a uh, number of our traders have have reached out to me and telling me that they are appreciating what he's doing. And actually, uh, oh, thanks, Gregory. Uh, Greg says the average uh, per day so far in 2021 is 697. So uh, not 627, but 697. So excellent. Um, but, you know, traders have reached out and they have, you know, indicated that this is really something that uh, they have found beneficial. And 
I announced that to Michael yesterday during the room. I wanted uh, him to know that, you know, while I don't know whether traders are saying this to him whenever they are meeting or they're reaching out to him uh, on his private email that I can't see if they're, if they're thanking him and saying these things, but I wanted him to be sure to know that the detail that he is giving, what he, when he is sharing, what he is seeing, what he is thinking to this great degree, that all of our traders are benefiting. It, this is something that Dwayne does in his methodical way of going through the CTAs and the logic alerts, uh, specifically the, the concierge trade alerts. Each and every day, he is telling us what he's seeing, what he's thinking, and how he determines his expectations of where these trades are going to go. And he gives that information to us. So, you know, you're in the right place at, at the right time uh, to get quality uh, education uh, and transparency. I see Dwayne's pulling up the the logic recap. Um, and so, uh, Dwayne, take it away. But Michael wants to go through what he did today because it was a uh, it was a fun, it was a fun day. Uh, I guess opening my mic would probably help matters. Uh, does he know? Is he going to try to Details. get back? Is he going to try to get back before Dr. Tom or after Dr. Tom? Or he, he's he's hoping to get in before Dr. Tom. Okay. Because he's he's got um, he's hoping to, he's got a couple of meetings to do this afternoon. Okay. So um, if it's before one, he'll he'll jump on with you. All right. Well, thank you for sharing with us. I I know that uh, everyone in the audience and all of our traders love it when you take the microphone, go through the charts. In fact, I'm thinking about a variation on the open house, possibly tomorrow, where, well, I'll, I'll talk to you, Michael, about it uh, this afternoon. I don't want to wait till the last minute uh, at the workshop, and you have to stay up late to try to organize it. But I'll, I'll put together my game plan, and I'll send it to you guys in the uh, boardroom channel, and then we okay, can talk excellent. about it this afternoon. Sounds good. Okay, dope. Right. Uh, what you're looking at on the left here on my screen, that is the weekly recap up through 12 noon today. Now, typically, traders, investors wait for Monday morning. They have to wait for Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern when the stock market opens. But we are futures traders, and the market for trading futures opens Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that begins the Monday session on Sunday night. The Monday session ends not at 4 p.m. Eastern on Monday, but at 5 p.m. Eastern. The market goes quiet for an hour, and then at 6 p.m. Eastern on Monday night, the Tuesday session begins. So we go to work Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, that's when the alert channel opens for business and it stays open around the clock until Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern. So since the open Sunday night, we've issued a total of 61 alerts. Nine never triggered. 52 actionable alerts, of which five have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 
per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure and a very simple three-step methodology that I teach all of our traders. Now, when I say that, what people tend to hear is that on the alerts, we risk $300. But that's sometimes, probably most of the time, but we use market structure to determine exactly to the tick where the stop loss needs to be. In the live training room, we use an eight tick hard stop on everything. Doesn't matter which market, we're using a fast range chart. And so we're just using a eight tick stop on everything. As we move into larger time frames, where there's additional profit potential, you're looking at a bigger picture, then that's where more risk comes in and a lot of stop-loss methodologies use a percentage of the ATR or any number of ways to determine where the stop goes. What we don't recommend as you go to the larger time frame, don't use just a fixed number because that number may not be relevant to the current market structure. The current market structure might require more than a $300 stop-loss. If so, then we're not going to trade that. We're going to wait. We're going to go through the three-step process. And if we can't find the chart that tells us we can list risk 300 or less, then we just wait for the next trigger. Because these alerts right here, you can see we've had 61, 52 actionable. If you go through and look at each one of these individual alerts, probably 75% of the time, 70 to 75%, these alerts triggered more than once, sometimes twice, sometimes three times, sometimes more. Why? Because important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Now, we didn't create that or invent that. That's just something that we've learned over the years. Important prices, important areas, almost always tested. And on the second and third and fourth time that an alert triggers, it will quite often give you the opportunity to put the trade on with less risk and greater profit potential. And it really is a simple three-step method that we use. Uh, when we have a new member, a new passport holder, uh, it usually takes one, maybe two one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions and they completely understand it and are able to start applying it in their demo account in the simulator. Uh, right up until they're ready to go live and then continue to employ that after they go live. The individual alerts look like this. Right here. Now, when price on the 30 minute chart is below the BBC, we don't go long. And when price on the 30 minute chart is above the BBC, we don't go short. So there will be days like today where alerts, because we don't, we do not change our methodology or strategy ever. It doesn't matter if it's an up day, a down day, a sideways day, a slow day, a fast day. It doesn't matter if it's crude oil or gold, the Dow or pork bellies doesn't matter if you're trading a daily chart, an hourly chart, a 30-minute chart, a five-minute chart. Everything, we, we, are, we are the constant in the equation. 
Everything else is always changing, but we don't. We're like the plow horse, okay? Not the finicky racehorse. So we had one alert this morning uh, on crude oil, which it looks like it hasn't triggered as of yet. Here's a Dow trade from last night. The way you read it, first, up here at the top, if you see the thumbs up, then that means we hit a target. This is alert number 6,333. This number is where the market was where the initial move was when Valerie came through to do the recap. Price may have continued beyond that point. It's just a, a point of reference for me when I'm looking at the recap to see where that initial move went to, whether it's a long or a short. So the entry here was 30,100. And when Valerie came through to do the recap, the swing low was at 30,075. The initial trade to target was 30,080. And then we had a second target, 30,050. Third target, fourth target, fifth target. The reason you don't see a WTZ final trade to target on this alert is because at the time this alert went out, we were below the lowest weekly trading zone this week on the Dow and let me just pull up a Dow chart real quick we're going to start with the daily chart but I just want to give you a point of reference here okay so this is a 30-minute chart this is the sell-off yesterday the recovery today almost like it never even happened and so the swing low was 29,950 and we pulled up to the BBC and a weekly zone which we expect to be good resistance now these are our previous weekly zones down here so we've got this double bottom but the entry on that alert was 30,100 which is Right about there. 30,100. And so the swing low was 29,965. 29,960. So on this particular alert, oh, and that crude, it turns out, uh, that one did. I think Valerie just updated that. Thank you, Valerie. Uh, it was to be short 52.50 on crude. Initial target 52.40, and then the final trade to target, the weekly trading zone, at 52.15/20. So on this down trade, there's the entry. Initial target. PS stands for potential support because it's a, it's a short. So. We're looking for areas where the market may potentially find support and that makes it a potential target. So 30,050, 29,990, 29,960. And we said the swing low here was 29,965. So it hit the first target, the second target, 
first target, second target, third target, and came within five points of hitting the fourth target. Fifth target was not reached. Okay? All right. So that's how you read them. Alert number 6,332. This is the S&P. Short, 37.25. Initial target, 23. And then second target, third target, fourth and final target. This was uh, crude oil. Now, this is going back to yesterday. Uh, the one trade I put out today, the one order I put out today was on crude, and that has reached its target. But last night, crude was in a position where it could go either way. Remember, we don't know what's going to happen next. No one does, even though they try to convince you they do. It's just not possible. That's not how God created this universe. So the idea here was to belong 5290. And then we had a weekly trading zone right overhead at 53. So that's why there's no additional targets, because we expect 53 to be good resistance until proven otherwise. Again, the market was in a position where it could go either way. And as futures traders, we don't care if the market's going up or going down. There's no uptick rule like there is in the stock market. So we can be long and short in the same hour if that's what the chart dictates. So we had this long from 52.90 up to the zone, and then we had a short. These came out about an hour apart. Short on crude, 52.50. Initial target, 52.40. Final trade to target, weekly trading zone, 52.15 slash 52.20. So from 52.50, to the weekly zone from 52.50 to 52.40. That's $100 per contract. And a drop to the weekly trading zone would be 30 cents or 30 ticks. And that would be $300 per contract traded. And here we have a short on the Russell. At the time of the recap, uh, we had hit 20.88 to the tick. We'll look at the Russell chart in a minute and see if it dropped any further. Remember, these numbers here, the ones in parentheses, this is where the market was at the time the recap was done or where the initial move went, whether it's a long or a short. We have rolled forward on gold to the J contract. So this was a short at 1840. Initial target, 1839. And James just posted in the discussion group that GameStop got halted. Well, we knew that was coming. Uh, I really wanted to short that thing yesterday, but or this morning when it popped up over 400. I'm going to share an article with you on this GameStop, and we were going to talk about it yesterday, and we just didn't have time. On this one, at the recap, when the time the recap was done, it had dropped to 1838.20. From 40 to 39, that's $100 per contract traded. From 1840 to 1836, that's $400 per contract traded. And this is the old gold contract. I had already put this out when Valerie notified me that we were at a point where 
we should roll the contract. So I let everyone know in the discussion group to go ahead and roll. And since I already had this one out there, as you can see, it still did what it needed to do. Went from 37 to the zone at 36. Here's crude oil from 52.40 to 52.30 to the weekly zone. Here's the NQ. Here's a short at 12.930 to 12.920 to the weekly zone at 13.14. However, we had previous weekly trading zones. All I had to do is just flip back in my little notepad. I encourage you to keep these kinds of notes. Keep track of the zones from week to week so that you can do this. <clears throat> 12885-86. So at the time of recap, uh, the swing low was 12906. Let's just peek at the NQ and see where it's at right now. Or where it dropped to. See, here's this week's weekly trading zone at 12913. So we hit it, we spiked it, caught a bounce, hit it again, double bottom, at a weekly trading zone. If you're new, or if you're on a trial, if you haven't put the weekly trading zones on your chart, we've been publishing them since December, four, since December 14th of 2009. It should be an integral part of your analysis. When price drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support. This is the lowest weekly trading zone this week for the NQ. And so this drop from 12,930, if you just got out at the zone uh, for the purpose of math, we'll call it 12,915. That's 15 points at $20 a point. That's $300 per contract traded. Now, it dropped another, from the 14, it dropped another seven points, which is $20 a point. It dropped another $140 per contract traded. So from 30 to 15, 15 points, $20 a point, $300 per contract traded. Now, our 2420 blueprint is designed to help you go from 1 to 20 contracts over a period of 24 months, hence the name 2420 blueprint. You start in SIM. We want you to put together 10 consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal in 10 trades or less before you go live. You, you, you really want to be done blowing up accounts. Okay, Let that be a thing of the past. Once you put together those 10 consecutive days in a row, the blueprint gives you the green light to go live with one contract, just one. Now your goal is to increase your account balance by $2,000. Once you do that, the blueprint will give you the green light to add a second contract with the profit you earned trading one contract. And this is how you work your way up the ladder of success, one contract at a time, always adding the next contract with profit you earned in the market. I won't say that it's impossible to blow up an account following the blueprint, but you'll have to work real hard. You'll have to break a lot of rules for that to happen. So with one contract, just to the weekly trading zone, 300 bucks. But if you've earned the right to trade two contracts, that's 600. If you've earned the right to trade three contracts, 
900. And once you've earned the right to trade 10, then this $300 move becomes a $3,000 move. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't jump to the head of the line just because you have the money, because that's a good way to not have the money. You need to learn the patience, the discipline, to become a consistently profitable trader. So this is where you first start exercising that discipline and patience. You get your goal 10 days in a row, you go live, you trade just one contract to increase your account balance by $2,000. Now in this trade as an example, with one contract, from the entry to the weekly trading zone, $300 per contract. Fast math says if you have seven trading days like that in a row, you'll get the green light to add a second contract. You will have increased your account balance by $2,000. Then it becomes a time-based factor. So the blueprint will tell you when it's time for number three, number four, number five. So here's short on the Russell, short on the Dow, S&P, silver. Gold, crude oil, NQ, Russell, Dow, S&P, NQ, Russell. Stop out on the Dow. Remember, we don't want to risk more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible. And if this had dropped one more point, the Dow pays $5 a point, S&P pays $50 a point. If this had dropped one more $5 point, then it would have been a PT as opposed to being a SO, which is a stop out, red X stop out. And there's a short on the S&P. There's some here that uh, haven't triggered. Short on the Dow, stop out on the S&P short on the Russell, no trigger. This has an official designation now as a no trigger. Stop out on crude, long on the S&P. This brings us up to Tuesday. And now we're at Sunday night. Monday. This is the Sunday Monday candle. <coughs> or these are the alerts from Sunday Monday, the 24th. So at midnight, it rolls over to the 25th. Time you see here is Mountain Standard because Telegram, the messaging client we use, it reads the computer, the clock on your computer. So if you're on the East Coast, it'll display East Coast, West Coast. Exactly. Now my charts are set to East Coast. And here we had on Sunday night. This was 9.19 p.m. Eastern, Sunday night, 11.19 p.m. Eastern. So again, while most traders are waiting for the Wall Street Open Monday morning, we're having a great time Sunday night. Stop out on the Russell. A long B is by, T is initial target potential resistance on a long target number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, final trade to target. 
So you just saw everything we've done since Sunday night, Globex Open, week 130 of Logic 247. Last week, week 129, we had a total of 48 alerts. We had a Monday holiday last week. Eight never triggered, 40 actionable, four stopped out. That's 10% of actionable. That's not a typical number. Again, what we've averaged over the last 130 weeks, 20% get stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade. Less when possible. And that's important because if using market structure, if the chart tells you you only have to risk $200 per contract, then you want to risk only $200 because if it does get stopped out, that's very meaningful. You're only out 200 per contract, not 300 per contract. And when you you know work your way up to 10 contracts, uh, that becomes pretty meaningful. So with that said, let me just give you a screenshot, if you want, of the concierge trade alerts from last night. Here we go. Now, these are different than the logic alerts. The logic alerts come out around the clock, 24-7. This is a static report published shortly after the Globex open. This is forward guidance for the entire session. These numbers are good for the entire session. Put two lines in the sand, one for the long side, one for the short side. At a glance, you know if we're having a bullish session, a bearish session, the price is running up to 37.95. Well, you want to be long and or long at 37.95 or only looking for longs above 37.95. The opposite is true if price is dropping to 36.97. You can be short on the way down, you can get short at 36.97, and you can only look for shorts. You should only look for shorts below that, okay? All right. Now, those little pop-ups you see in the window over there, that's our traders and our discussion group posting Okay, Stefan, uh, he just posted this uh, daily chart. Oh, this is the game. This is the GameStop. Oh, thanks, Stefan. Here's the GameStop. It opened here, ran up to almost 500 bucks, and then it dropped to like a hundred and a quarter. Now it's recovered a little bit. The Winklevoss twins were on CNBC this morning encouraging people to keep the ball in the air. Uh, okay. When our traders reach their goal for the day, they'll often post and everybody cheers them on. And if somebody has a rough day, then there's words of solace. It's a very friendly place. You'll find people here that speak your language. Trading is a lonely business, and you probably don't have anyone that you can talk to about your trading that understands it. In fact, if you try to talk to your neighbor or your brother-in-law at Thanksgiving, they're probably going to tell you you're crazy, and you're going to lose all your money, and that's just really a bummer, right? So here you find people 
that not only speak the same language, they're learning the same strategy, the same methodology, they're using the same strategy and methodology. And because I trained everyone exactly the same, if I'm not around to answer a question, any one of the many people that post here can answer the question based upon what they were taught. Because again, I teach everybody the same thing. And this goes back, gosh, I know it's over a year. So every day's comments for the last year plus, I guess two years maybe. And here's an example. Uh, before we had the huge sell-off on the S&P, I posted this chart. 38.40 to yesterday's lows, 20 plus points. If yesterday's low is broken, then another 20 plus to the daily BBC. And we all know that price not only took out that low, it got below the BBC. And we'll go to that chart right now and take a look at it. So if you're on the trial, and you haven't connected to the discussion group yet, see Valerie to get the invitation so that you can get in. You'll learn a lot. I mean, you could spend this whole upcoming weekend just reading through all of these posts where we talk about strategy and methodology, markets, the underlying principle that makes everything work. So on the daily chart, okay. This is the same chart you were just looking at that I posted a couple nights ago. When this session opened yesterday, today's Thursday, this is the Thursday candle. This is the Wednesday candle, but it started Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So we opened, ran up a little bit, price came. So we actually had a green candle here where you see the wick that was once a green candle. And then as price dropped and got back to where the session opened and started to trade lower, it became a red candle. So we had a doji at the time that I posted that. I do believe I've got that chart right here, the one I was just showing you. Let me find it again. Here we go. There it is there. This is the before right here where I drew the line. We wanted to only look for longs above that line. We only wanted to look for shorts below that line. So this is the before. And there's the after. Now, we talked about this move and where the market would most likely find support before it happened. That's important to understand. Anybody can look like a genius with a historic chart. So if you've been dazed and amazed by somebody on some website, somewhere or on a YouTube channel, the question you should ask them is, okay, you did a beautiful job of explaining what happened. <clears throat> but did you, <clears throat> did you have any clue or any idea or did you share with anyone this thought, concept, idea before it happens? See, everything we do is before it happens. Those 6,000 alerts that are in the alert channel, those are all posted before the move, not after. Okay, In the morning in the live training room, when Michael is teaching you or Valerie, if she's running the room, they're putting on and taking off trades live in real time as the market moves. And the alerts come out well ahead of the move. I always build in time for people to, once they hear the alarm sound, 
on their phone, tablet, or PC. I build in time for them to finish what they're doing. Don't have to be rushed to get to your computer. Put your thinking cap on. Put your trading cap on. F go look at the alert, then look at the chart. Our goal is to teach you how to find these opportunities yourself. So some people may have been following the alerts for the last 130 weeks and all they ever did was just trade the alert. Okay, well that's fine. I mean, it's, it's your passport. You can do with it what you want. But if all you did over the last 130 weeks was trade the alerts, you know, maybe you made some real good money, but if I were to stop publishing the alerts tomorrow, well, then what are you going to do? Our goal is to teach you to find these opportunities yourself. That's why it's so important that you not just trade an alert because it's an alert. When the alarm sounds, go to your chart and understand why the entry is where the entry is, why the target is where the target is. And then if you have questions, the discussion group is open 24-7, 365. If you're trading the London Open at 3 a.m. Eastern, you can ask a question and chances are there's somebody hanging out that can answer your question. We have traders around the globe. Okay, so why did price grind to a halt at 37.06 and a half? 24% Fibonacci retracement. Let me shrink this chart up so you can see it all. Got to do a lot of shrinking. Okay. So from this low to this high, that's the last leg up on the S&P 500 E-mini. The close yesterday below the BBC, that was the first red candle close below the BBC since here, October the 26th. We closed below, we continued down for another one, two, three sessions. And on the fourth session, we found the bottom at 32.16 and a quarter. Buyers came in, they got us back above the BBC we have closed every day since November 4th above the BBC. We spiked it on occasion, but in every case, buyers came in and drove it back up. And each time there was a reason, and I explained it on this show, just like I'm gonna explain the reason, I am explaining the reason for yesterday. Okay. Fibs are popular among traders professional traders, people who trade for a living, uh, people whose business is the markets. And so it was no obscure secret that yesterday we were going to hit, once we took out this support right here, which we talked about on the show yesterday, that was a potential area for support. Traders around the world knew that we were hitting the 24% FIB on the daily chart of the last leg up. You might ask the question, did price bounce because it's 24% FIB or 
Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? In other words, as price hits the 24% Fib, so many traders believe price is going to bounce here that they start buying and that creates the bounce. So is it that self-fulfilling prophecy or is it really something that's woven into the very fabric of the universe? I'm going to say both. Okay. So we caught a bounce, about a 30 point bounce from 3709 area. We'll call it 30, what was the low? 3706. So we bounced up into the close to 3732. It's almost a 30 point bounce. So we opened today's session last night, 6 p.m. Eastern, right there. Now remember, this was the first close below the BBC in a long time. We spiked it on these days, but this day we closed. And so we opened last night. Price makes another trip down, puts in just a slightly. Remember I cautioned you how we put in this higher high by just a, a few points, just a couple, I think three it was. To be cautious, be wary of that. Okay, so we come down last night, we hit that 24% fib, and we put in a lower low of three points. Buyers come in, take us back up to where we are right now, down through the BBC, back up through it, and overhead is red and falling, which we expect to be good resistance until proven otherwise. So we'll be watching very closely here through the remainder of this session to see how the market behaves when it hits red and falling. Buyers are able to push us through red and falling. Then yesterday's high at 38.53, that's important resistance. After that, the all-time historic intraday high at 38.62 and a quarter, right there. Okay. All right. So that's the daily high altitude look at the S&P 500 E-mini. We know where important resistance is. We know where important support is. Now let's go to the smaller time frame. And Dr. Tom should be popping in here any second. Uh, let's see, 30 minute chart. Okay. Now this trend line that we were watching before the big sell off yesterday we connected these swing highs to these swing highs to these swing highs. And then I extended that trend line on out. This morning, I posted in the discussion group a chart as we were approaching. Okay. I said, the question here is how will we handle this trend line? And we got a Trader Vic. And a Trader Vic is simply, well, a guy named Vic wrote a book and he highlighted this as one of his setups. And so it'd be, people begin to at that. Hey, Dr. Tom. So price hey. got above, and then what did it do? It came right back to kiss the top of that trend line where it found support. Remember over here, it was resistance, resistance, resistance. Initial resistance, a second run at it. We hit this week's weekly zone at 38.13, which we expect to be good resistance. That sent us back to the top of the trend line where buyers were waiting. They took us through that weekly zone. And now we're headed towards the next weekly zone overhead at 3830 slash 31. 
Now, I'll pause here, guys, and uh, after we finish talking with Dr. Tom, I will go through all of the alerts from last night and answer any of your questions. How are you, Dr. Tom? Welcome to the show. I am well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes, sir. So, what do you want to talk about today? Very beautiful. Well, how about talking about sham impeachment? Okay, fair enough. And the fact that it's not going to fly, so it's just again another another waste of uh, Congress's time in session and taxpayer money. But <laughs> yeah, when we have so many things that are critical in the country to well, deal yeah, with. Yeah, we actually have important business uh, on the table, but they want to, you know, spend their time and treasure chasing something that is, it, it's just a vindictive kind of a thing. Uh, it puts a stain on a man's reputation, on a president's reputation, but it doesn't achieve anything else because it's not going to, it's not, this, it's not going to fly in the Senate. And they know that. The fact that they know that, it's just, anyway. Yeah, they knew that the first time. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, they exactly. Knew the they knew time. that the first time, but yeah, they spent they spent what a, a year. Yeah, of time and treasure. And that was right. That was right when the virus was first starting, and uh, that's when it needed all of Congress's attention. And uh, they wasted all the time. And when it was over with, uh, reporter asked Pelosi, "Well, you know." He didn't get convicted, you know, what did you accomplish? She says, well, he may not have been convicted, but he'll be impeached forever. That's the way she thinks. Yeah. that's. She didn't care. Yeah. She's a really old child. Childish. Very childish. Yeah. I call her the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I can hear her cackling but, now, sitting astride that broom, but... Anyway, well, it's it's not just the fact that what they're doing is unconstitutional, uh, but what Pelosi and Schumer are doing is they're betraying their oaths and they're engaging in abuse of power. Uh, so basically, that's an impeachable offense in itself. They should be impeached. Her for having a snap impeachment where the president wasn't represented in any way. Um, you know, the Constitution says that you have a right to face your accuser. He wasn't even consulted. No lawyer, no nothing. And then Schumer has announced doing a trial. And you can't try someone on impeachment if they're not in office. It's just that simple. Um, the, the Constitution uh, says that I'm trying to find the exact words here. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, Article 1, Section 3. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not exceed further than to removal from office. Well, how much more clear could we be? He's, he's already out of office. Yeah. He's a private citizen and so impeaching him is unconstitutional on the face of it. Uh, but the purpose of it is they're hoping that people won't notice 
<laughs> or that they can swing public opinion uh, to where they can get by with it. Because if they could somehow manage to uh, impeach him and convict him, then he would not be qualified to run for office in 2024. So that's really the end game, right? Is to stack the deck so that he can't run again. Yeah, because the, the second part of that phrase, uh, removal from office, then it is, and disqualification to enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. So they know it's a kangaroo court. They know it's uh, not legal. But if they can convince the country and they, they've got the whole media behind them that it is okay, a lot of people would say, well, you know, it's not nice, but it's not really a big deal if Trump is convicted because he's already out of office. They can't take him out of office. That's the shiny object they want us to focus on. Mm -hmm. But the dark reality is that they want us to miss the fact the conviction would prevent him from running for office in 2024. Uh, I mean, they know that their socialist government is going to fail and fail badly. It's no socialist government has ever succeeded in the history of the world. And although they're evil, uh, they're not stupid. They know history. They know that it's it's not going to work. And they know that Biden's a weak candidate in, in the best case uh he'll never make it to 2024 um you know, they know i feel that... i feel kind of sorry for him i mean uh it's got to be you know whereas all politics aside trump used to wake up every day energized ready to tackle whatever was in front of him uh it almost seemed if he had some kind of superhuman strength and ability and whatnot but Joe, on the other hand, I, I got to believe it's difficult for him to climb out of bed every morning. I mean, they're both men of a certain age. And uh, Joe is showing his age, whereas Trump somehow didn't. Uh, and I don't think it was because of any performance enhancing drugs, because they would have found out about that by now. And so Joe's gotten himself into a situation where uh, I, just, I don't... Trump enjoyed being president. I don't know that Joe is enjoying his own presidency. He doesn't seem to be. Um, and, and like you see, he's, he's really showing his age. At one time when he accepted the nomination, he, he was supposed to run down this ramp, you know, and, and he just kind of shuffled along, you know. Um, and I don't know. Well, he was sitting at his desk the other day, he was signing these executive orders and he just kind of just said, you know, I, I don't know what I'm signing here. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, you know, he, it, it'll get, to the, point, it'll get to the months. point where somebody will be standing there beside him, moving his hand, you know, they'll, they'll take the cameras out of the room, but somebody will have to move his hand to sign those executive orders. And so that's why I say, I feel sorry for him I, I, as a human being. You know, I, he and I yeah. couldn't be, uh, we're, we're certainly polar opposites on our beliefs and ideas about, you know, what makes America great and what will keep it great and all of these kinds of things. But as a human being, I, my heart goes out to him. Yeah, I, I made the remark at one point that his staff ought to be um, 
arrested for elder abuse because they they shoved him out in front of the cameras and he was just mumbling and stumbling and uh, ma- making crazy statements. And finally, they just put him in his basement and, and wouldn't let him talk anymore because he, but I mean, they, they subjected him to, to ridicule. Um, I remember one time he was on the stage and his wife was not on camera, but you could hear her. And he was, he was just losing it, just wandering around verbally. And she, she was saying, come on, Joe, come on, Joe. And he just kept going. So she walks up the steps onto the platform, takes him by the hand and leads him off the stage like you would somebody in a nursing home, you know? Yeah, that was a bad moment. And, you know, I, I think the contrast between those times and the other times, like during the debate, he was clear, he was lucid. I, I think they must have drugged him somehow. I don't know well, what kind know, of drug it would I, be. It's almost, I, all, all joking aside, there are times when it seems like he has a stunt double. You know, someone <laughs> that looks just like him and has the same mannerisms and everything, but they are completely lucid and make sense, you know? And, and yep. then there's, so there's the two sides of Joe. You know, is it the same guy or is, is there two different guys? I mean, we've all seen movies about this where, and they say, you know, lots of famous, important people have, you know, body doubles. But if, if this is the yeah. case, they did a really, really good job with this double. And I don't want to well, start. I actually wasn't joking. Theory, but, you know. I, I, I wasn't joking there. I, 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 I talked to my doctor and he said there's certain kinds of drugs that you can give people. Mm-hmm that usually only lasts for a couple of hours amphetamines speed crank i really don't know um (laughs) i I know you used to be a big drug addict so uh you (laughs) wouldn't know more about that than i would (laughs) yeah yeah um no seriously uh, the debates are always two hours right they refused to do the debate unless it was limited to an hour and a half Mm. Ah. i don't know but but like I say, he was he was the old Joe, you know, on the debate stage, mm-hmm. and several other times. Um, but anyway, back to the the legalities of it. Uh, the the Constitution says that in the case of an impeachment, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court shall not may shall preside, right? Well, Justice Roberts said, "I'm not having anything to do with this." He's flat refused to participate. Now, I imagine that one of the associate justices could step up and say, well, I'll do it, you know, and you'd expect one of the four really liberal ones to do so, but nobody has. So bottom line, that says to me that the Supreme Court, all of them, even the liberal ones, know that this thing is a sham and they don't want to put their reputations on the line. So what do they have? They have this old guy that's been in Congress for 150 years. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he's the, this, the senator, uh, the, sen- the president pro tempore of the Senate. It's, it's kind of a ceremonial position. Mm-hmm. And basically it's the oldest senator uh, in the majority party okay. uh, in the House. So here he is. And he's barely more cogent than than Biden, 
and he's going to preside over the trial. A guy that hates Trump is of the opposing party. Um, I mean, that alone should stop any attempt to have a trial. But I think what's really going to stop them is the fact that the rhinos have uh, showed up in force. Um, if you're in Maine, Alaska, Utah, Pennsylvania, or Nebraska, listen to these names. Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah. Can't imagine he actually ran as a presidential candidate for the Republican Party. Uh, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania and Ben Sass of Nebraska. Uh, they had a procedural vote in the Senate about whether it's legal to do a trial at all. Okay. And it should have failed if anybody cared about the Constitution, because on both of those counts that I mentioned, uh, it's only to remove somebody from office. You can't remove somebody from office who's not in office. And the Chief Justice has to preside. Uh, so naturally, all the Democrats voted, uh, yeah, we should have a trial, even though it's clearly unconstitutional. And in these five rhinos, um, I think most people know what rhino is, but just in case you don't know, it stands for Republicans in name only. These are people, you don't get that title if you occasionally vote against the, the interests of the, the Christian conservatives who, who elected them, who expect Republicans to vote like Republicans. You get that title and they're they're all certified rhinos, uh, card carrying. If you vote consistently with the Democrats, uh, basically they live in states that re elect Republicans. So the Democrats they put on a Republican overcoat and um, smile a lot, and they get elected. But they're they're not Republicans. So I have a feeling that they're going to just not go ahead with trial because it would take 17 turncoats, uh, 17 Republicans, and this procedure vote gave a, a hint. Only five of them voted to even have the trial. Mm -hmm. And so it would be almost impossible to get 17 of them to cross over to the dark side. Yeah, well, there's an but issue with these. Happen. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, yes, you like. know, we have issues with the, the rhinos, Republicans in name only. Uh, there's one out there, you know, she's Republican, but the one that has, I can't think of her name, but uh, she's the one that has filed articles of impeachment or whatever for, uh, against Joe Biden. Now, <laughs> what is her, do you know her name? Do you remember? I don't, no. Okay. Well, Oh, it's it's Lauren something. Here we go. Is hey, she Valerie. is she is she a congressperson or is she one of the new senators? It would have to be Congress, uh, uh, House Representatives, because they're the only ones that can impeach. Member. I think it's Bob Bobbert or something like that. <laughs> I'll get the Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's trying uh, to impeach oh. the whole Biden family, according to this article. Uh, which, and I, when I first heard that she was doing this, I, I supported that. But 
as it turns out, uh, she is a big QAnon fan. It, oh. she, it, it appears that she really believes that the QAnon thing, I mean, it is a thing, it's, it's a real thing, and I, I know who the guy is, Ron Watkins, that is actually Q, and for anyone that uh, doesn't know that whole story, there's a podcast called Reply All. Reply. I'll put a link in the discussion group uh, today. Uh, and they interview at length, I think it goes over a couple of episodes. There's a gentleman who is uh, handicapped. I don't know if that's a politically correct word anymore, uh, but he has something like spina bifida. He's in a wheelchair, but he's uh, a whiz at all things internet and he writes code. And so he wrote the code for 8chan. 4chan was in existence and Q and on, Q used to post on, on 4chan. And then they hired, Ron Watkins hired this guy uh, to write the code for 8chan and they moved him to the uh, Philippines. Now, this gentleman in the wheelchair, he was living a pretty meager existence in California, kind of just barely getting by. But then Ron Watkins hired him moved him to the Philippines where he kind of lives in the lap of luxury now because things are uh, economy of scale. I mean, it's a hundred dollars goes a long, long way in the Philippines. Uh, yeah. So he's living a good life and he got a Chan, got the code written, got it up and running. And then Q made his move. So this whole story in, in great detail, in granular detail is available on the reply all podcast. And so you know, I always wondered about this Q. Is there any chance that, you know, this guy really is an insider, that he really... And this has become sort of a national disturbia. I mean, some people... Uh, in fact, just do a little Googling, guys. Families have broken up. Uh, all kinds of bad things have happened because there's like warring factions out there. You either believe you're a Q believer or you're a non-believer. And some people take it to heart so strongly uh, that, you know, members of the family get excommunicated for not believing and, and others for believing. And uh, it's crazy. But she, I guess, is a believer. What, what more do you know about this, Valerie, or about this lady? Anything? Um, no. No. I've just learned more about the uh, QAnon. It started with Q. I guess the, yeah. the individual was Q. Mm-hmm. And then uh, folks started blogging with the tag of anonymous. Right. Because and nobody so knows who Q is, supposedly. Right. He's a mystery guy. Green became famous during the 2020 cycle as the most fiercely extremist, viable Republican congressional candidate in the country, in part because of a bulging file of past Facebook posts explaining and or expressing sympathy for QAnon assorted racist calls to execute democratic politicians and sundry right-wing conspiracy theories. Her campaign ads in which she generally brandished an AR-15 and sometimes <laughs> squeezed off rounds at a sign marked socialism and gun control while hilariously warning Antifa to keep away from Northwest Georgia were borderline insane. 
Green's antics briefly led national and state Republicans to distance themselves from her. And so now she has filed whatever it is you file. I don't know if the exact terminology, but she's trying to impeach Biden. So your thoughts, Dr. Tom, do you believe? Well, do I believe in Q? Uh-huh. I believe he exists. Uh, he's, <laughs> I mean, he, he's sort of in a category with uh, that guy, Alex. Um, Jones. Uh, Alex Jones. Alex yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that guy's I got mean, a huge audience. I mean, the, the numbers are staggering. And uh, Infowars, that's the name of his show. Infowars, yeah. I, I, I've seen him. Uh, when I stand in line at Walmart, I, I always, you know, I, I, th I think a lot. Uh, I spend way too much time in my own head. Uh, but I wonder if the person in front of me or behind me listens to Infowars or if they believe in Q. Uh, because the people that believe in Q, the numbers are huge, and the people that listen to Infowars are huge. And so uh, chances are, uh, you know, one out of five times, I am standing next to somebody in line that listens or believes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've been a former, uh, formerly been a deputy sheriff and a firefighter paramedic. And anybody who's ever done that kind of work knows that when you're in a car accident and it's really grisly like somebody's head's been decapitated it's laid on the side of the road you know body parts and blood all over the place everybody wants to stop and look and stare they they want to see the ghastly stuff and sometimes other people get killed because they're they're interfering with the flow of traffic we had a, a deputy got killed just that way uh, because people wouldn't move along. They stopped. Somebody else ran into somebody. I guess unregenerate human beings have the have a uh, uh, some kind of lust for uh, the the disgusting and the slimy and the uh, the weird. You know, uh, I mean that's why people go to horror horror movies. Mm -hmm. right. You know. Right. It's just, it's it's not it's not natural. But um, you know, the Bible says, you know, whatsoever things are good and pure and holy and upright and of good report, think on these things. And some people just like to think on everything that's dark, and evil and and bad. You know, uh, I believe in exposing bad things. Uh, but and, and like I say, Alex Jones, perfect example. Uh, some of the things he says are absolutely right. You know, he, he, he calls out some of the right things, but he does it in such an over-the-top way that he loses all credibility with anybody who actually does research and actually, you know, knows the Constitution, knows the law. Um, they, they know he's, as Brest used to say, bloviating, you know. No, blo blo yeah, did not, you say bloviating? That's what Rush used to call it. Yeah, oh, just, yeah I'm not familiar with, with that term. How how is Rush's days? I used to, I I used to listen to his show back in the late '90s, early 2000s. I, I haven't been a regular listener in, I guess, probably 20 years. I believe he has retired. 
Um, did he do his final? No, that's what no. I heard. Is he still on the air? No, Valerie? not at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How, he just he's his... this week. He he's in chemo, right? Is that or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this week he is. Um, he knew he said uh, at the end of last week he'd be out um, at least Monday through Wednesday of this week, and okay. I, I don't know whether he's on today or not. Um, but if he feels well enough, he would be on today and tomorrow. Well, that's good to know. I, I, somebody okay. told me that they hadn't heard him on the radio in a while, and they thought he'd retired because you know, he he may be towards the end of his days. I don't know. Um, he just lives a few miles from me, but I never go by there. Um, keep meaning to stop by and knock on his door, but somebody would probably shoot me. <laughs> I don't think guys, so. I got some. I got someone at my door. I'll be right back. You guys keep the ball in the air. Okay. Speaking of speaking of knocking at the door, right? Yeah, no, I mean I'm sure he's got some pretty good security down there. Um, so uh, if I just tried to, you know, get in past his his security perimeter, uh, I'm sure I'd be challenged because there's a lot of people that hate him, uh, just like that that crazy guy that won the uh, cage a Republican uh, baseball practice, and he he asked the security, "Are these guys Republicans?" He said, yeah, he just started shooting him, you know. Um, there's some people that will do that. So it wouldn't be surprised if somebody, it wouldn't surprise me if some like Antifa types would, would make an attempt on Russia's life. I, I agree. Since, you know, I'm trying to think for all those years, you know, Obama was always railing on him and blaming him anytime you know he had any any uh, pushback to his programs it was always you know rush and the the radio fox news. yeah yeah well not fox news anymore but <laughs> no they they've phone, crossed phone over news. the dark side phone news you know you you do a lot with um psychological you know aspects of of people and behavior i see this a lot I, i'm i live in kentucky now i'm not from here you can tell my my i lack of a uh, of, an accent, of an accent but a lot of the uh, famous horse farms here you know when the parents or, or the folks who built it up uh pass on the next generations lose it you know, uh, or they totally change the direction on, of how the farm worked and the whole vision um, that their ancestors had. And, you know, I'm wondering, you know, that seems to be the same thing that happened with the Murdoch family. You know, the kids much more liberal. And so they're bringing that, their personality into the management uh, of the brand now. And you can see by the, you know, the numbers that it's definitely hurt their viewership. Well, it, yeah, I, I, I saw an article about um, the son who's, who's uh, in charge now over at Fox News. And he, um, he's supposedly a conservative, but he's a very liberal conservative. Um, so it doesn't surprise me, but I, Okay. Uh, somebody told me that Fox had been bought by Disney, and I thought, 
or ABC. I thought that can't be true. They bought 21st Century Fox, uh, okay. but that's that's the entertainment side. Um, I just couldn't imagine Disney buying Fox News. <laughs> It'd be scary. Um, but do we do we see that with in 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 business? Is that generally what happens with? With families, and then when if they're if they own businesses, did they change? Yeah, um, when I was a financial planner, I I dealt with a lot of um, situations where uh, the children inherited the family business, and um, one of the problems is that they are they tend to be lazy. You know, they've they've had a silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, unless their parents actually made them go to work at a company and, and uh, you know, a lot of them would make him start at the ground floor, you know, work in the mailroom, uh, sweep floors, whatever, and work your way up the company. Those people tended to appreciate what it took to run a company, but most of them were just playboys and they would get control of the company and they would just start messing around with crazy ideas. And I think the other aspect of it is there's a, there's a saying, and it's pretty much holds true, that when you're young, if you're not a liberal, you don't have any heart. And it, when you get older, if you don't become a conservative, you don't have any brains. So not all young people are, are liberal and stupid. My daughter's 23 and she's very, very conservative. Uh, but then look, the family she's been raised in, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have seen that a lot. I've seen businesses um, uh, destroyed. Um, the other part of it is the government destroys a lot of businesses with the death taxes because you have to sell, uh, in some cases, you have to sell the farm or the business in order to pay the death taxes because there's not enough cash around uh, to, to handle it. And that's a real crying shame. I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's, I know it happens with farms in farms a lot of times because the, you know, the real, the assets are, you know, in the land and the equipment. Yeah. Um, but I guess it makes sense that it would be machinery and, and a manufacturing company as well as, um, you know, what, what sales are, are promised out there yeah. and inventory. It depends on how it's structured, you know, if it's a, a privately held company, then it would be more like the farm example. If it's a, a publicly traded company, uh, then people could just sell their shares of stock or some of their shares in order to pay uh, taxes and so on. So it depends on whether they had a good trust lawyer. But um, getting back over to the uh, uh, impeachment thing for a minute, I just want to to make one of the point, uh, it would take 17 Republicans crossed over to the dark side to convict the president. Everybody says that's impossible. And generally, I would agree. Uh, they've only got these five rhinos, so that means they'd have to get 12 more real Republicans uh, to vote to convict. But, you know, because if the way things stand, if they can't get any more Republicans, they may just cancel the whole thing because 
it'd be embarrassing to have a trial and and uh, see President Trump declared innocent. Uh, they can just stop and say, well, he was really guilty, but and there's procedural things, but, you know, and leave a cloud hanging over his head. That's my guess. But what about this? We've seen how they have used the power of government to not just spy on the president, but harass him with constant hearings, um, uh, bringing his people up in secret courts as if they were terrorists, uh, just using the power of the Justice Department, the FBI, uh, the FISA courts, and congressional hearings, all the power of government uh, to harass him. And a lesser man probably would have just said, okay, well, I give up, I'll just resign. Uh, but Trump wasn't a lesser man. But if they could do that to a sitting president, what's to stop them from doing that to a sitting senator? You see what I'm saying? That's, that's true. <laughs> if they were able to intimidate enough people, I mean, they've actually done death threats against um, uh, people that are against Planned Parenthood, for instance. They threaten their lives, they threaten their children's lives. They say, we're going to put a bomb in your house. I mean, how much of that can some people take before they cave? Uh, so let's just do a, a really terrible what if. What if they manage somehow to hold the trial and convict Trump? Think about the Pandora's box that would open up. Okay, so 2024, uh, the Democrat candidate is Comrade Kamala, because I don't think Obama, uh, oh Biden's going to last six months in office. Um, so she'll be the candidate, I'm sure. So let's say that Vice President uh, Pence is the Republican candidate. By the way, did you know that uh, Pence was the first black female vice president? <laughs> no. No, I missed that. Enlighten us, please. Well, according to one of Joe Biden's many executive orders, uh, you are what you say you are. You know, there are no more men and women. There's no more girls or boys. Mm -hmm. No more husbands or wives and so on. So if, if Pence wants to take her place in history, being the first uh, black female. All he has to do is identify as a black female. He will have been the first black female vice president. So I wouldn't advise it, but I mean, under Biden's uh, new regime, it could be done. So anyway, back to reality here. Comrade Kamala's running, Vice President Pence is running. Now, who is Vice President Pence? He's a federal official, former federal official, who's no longer in office, just like President Trump. Right. So if they can impeach President Trump when he's not in office, they can impeach Pence. So Kamala could dream up some imagined impeachable offense, you know, like he's, he said that homosexuality is sin or, or whatever, mm -hmm. and using corrupt intelligence officials manufacture evidence against him, just like the FBI, FBI did against Trump. I mean, look, I am pro-law enforcement, but there are some really, really bad people in the FBI and in the CIA. So if they did the same thing to him that they did to Trump and convicted him, 
and impeached him after he's been out of office. They just eliminated their competition because once he's impeached, he cannot run for office. Mm-hmm. Now, think of all the hundreds of former federal officials that one party, particularly a party like uh, in the case now, where they control all three of the levers, you know, the White House, the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. There's not a federal, former uh, Republican federal official anywhere that's safe. If he's running for, for state senate or dog catcher, uh, they can impeach him uh, to stop him from running for office or, or maybe just because of vengeance or spite. But what they're stu- too stupid to realize is that when they do this, the same is going to apply to them because there's going to come a time when the Republicans are going to be in charge. Right. And we tend to be a lot nicer than them, but I mean, there's, there are limits, right? Well, you know, I mean, not to, I don't want to interrupt your thought, but there is a chance that Republicans might not, if, if this administration is successful in the things they're trying to do, uh, this game could get rigged where the Republicans may never be in charge again. Well, they'll have to, they'll have to pay through the nose to get, to, to, to get elected. Yeah, and if they if they do with the electoral college, then there will never be a Republican, right. a conservative, or yeah. a Christian because the in the White House. Because the whole country becomes California, again. right? <clears throat> well, California, New York, between them, that would that would clinch it. So, you know, we got a situation going right now where New York uh, was very very upset at Trump because he took away tax exemption for their state taxes. In other words, New York has extremely high personal uh, state income taxes, and they've always been able to deduct them from their federal income tax. Well, that's not fair because that means people in Alabama and Mississippi are paying for New York people's lavish lifestyles and their their corruption and their, their mismanagement of government. So New York has always come to the federal government to bail them out for everything. And it's not fair to the rest of the states. Well, if they get in that position where there's no electoral college and New York and California are basically running everything, uh, they determine who's going to be the president, they could just basically give themselves all kinds of tax breaks and increase taxes on the other 48 states. And there would be anything you could do about it. And the other thing is Biden wants to pack the Supreme Court with liberals. He says he's not going to do it, but if there's any way he can get by with it, he will. And then from that point on, you've got a liberal White House, a liberal Congress, and anything they pass, no matter how outrageous or unconstitutional, will be rubber stamped by the liberal Supreme Court. So that's when it's time to move to a, a, a more conservative place like Cuba, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or by your own island. I thought you were going to say Chile. That's Chile, maybe. Yeah. You know, you should. That's what you should do. You should buy a little island somewhere we can all move to. We'll call it the Republic of Tom. Well, I've, I have seriously thought about that. I mean, there's some nice islands in the Caribbean that are, you know, they're owned by different countries, but they can be bought, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was thinking, you know, I'd kind of like to be um, the um, 
the head of the military. Because um, <laughs> I, uh, oh, I could see so, you now in your in your in your in your fatigues and your camis uh, with the big, uh, with the, uh, what's that belt with all the bullets that they strap across you? What's that called? Yeah, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. You got to grow a mustache. Well, you already have a beard. No, I have mustache. Those empire dictators. It seems like they always have mustaches. Not dictator. Dictator. I just want to be the commander in chief. Okay. You can be the president. Valerie, what do you what do you want to be? Make her the first woman president. Let her be president. She could be the first woman president. Of the Republic of Tom. In. And only conservative Christians can live there. That's it. <laughs> now you're going to prove that. Um, well, there'd be nobody around to say that we're discriminating against Muslims or whatever because uh, there's only Christians there. I mean, there are Muslim states that don't allow Christians to even build a church. So why can I have a Christian Christian nation? If you own the island, I guess um, you can set whatever rules you want. Gilligan did. <laughs> Gilligan. But wouldn't it be nice to have have a like a little island nation, and um, just be peaceful and and everybody's happy and um, uh, make it a vacation destination. People could come and lay around the beach, and uh, I think it'd be great. So, if y'all are up for it, I'll, I'll start up. looking around for some property. Excellent. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, that's all I got for today, guys. <laughs> hope you have a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope I stirred the pot enough here today. Oh, no, it was good. Uh, it's always good talking to you, Dr. Tom. And uh, we should have a chat. Oh, by the way, I want to share something with you real quick. Mm -hmm. um, you know Pastor Greg Young? I do. You've talked with him before. Um, he's got Chosen Generation Radio. I get a call at 11 o'clock Sunday night last, last Sunday. And um, I almost wasn't going to pick it up, but I saw it was him. And I thought, well, must be something important. And he had a, a medical, uh, not an emergency, but an urgency kind of thing. Right. Um, and so he had to, had to go into the hospital the next day for some tests. So he asked me if I would host his radio program for him. Well, you know, I do, I'm on radio every day of the week on the Christian Satellite Network. Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty easy because I tape my shows. And if I make a mistake, I just go and edit it. Right. And here it's no stress because we're just like a couple of friends sitting around the fire right. talking, you know. But that's what we're this is. For. Yeah, it's it's very very nice and relaxed and laid back, uh, but this is national radio. Um, it's very structured. Well, tell uh, people how they find your show. Breaks. Go ahead, Pl plug it. Oh no, I, I, that wasn't what what is leading up to. Uh, well, no, I, I, think, I think people in the audience are going, "Well, gee, I'd like to listen to this Dr. Tom every day." So, if you if there is some well, address or some way that people can tune in, please feel free to share it. Sure. Well, um, you can just go to CSN Radio, this Christian Satellite Network, csnradio.com, 
and there would be a map there. You're programming, and there's a map that you put your time zone in, and it'll tell you um, what time I'm on. I'm on two yeah, times I a day, Monday through site. Friday. T tell us how to find you now. Well, um, on Monday we... through Friday, you'll, on Monday through Friday, you'll see my face, uh, and it's, it's called Money Moments. And I, I, I'm on twice a day then, and then I'm on late at night with Christian Financial Concepts. And then Saturday morning, I do my weekend program, which is repeated on Sunday evening. Um, but what I wanted to share was, he asked me to host his program for him, right? So here I am, four different guests, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in four half-hour segments, but you've only got like really about 22 minutes. And so I got up early, spent the whole morning researching all these different guests and trying to find out who they are, where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And so I could at least ask a couple of intelligent questions. Um, and it was it was stressful, but it was actually kind of fun. Right. It was like the first time I ever repelled when I was in the fire department, they, they, you're up at the top of this five-story building uh, with the rope around your waist and and you're holding onto the rail and they say, okay, let go and just jump off. And I say, all right. And they say, y you gotta let go. I say, I am. <laughs> I say, but no, Tom, you gotta take your hands off the rail. I'm trying, my, my fingers will not come <laughs> loose. <laughs> but finally I pushed off and I bounced off the building a couple times and it was so much fun. I ran all five stories back up to the top floor to do it again, you know? So I was so nervous about doing this radio program, but afterwards, I really enjoyed it. What I would like people to do that I, we didn't mention it is if you go to CFRN uh, Gold. Gold.com, right? That's right. CFRNGold.com, um, and just fill out the little form there. Then you would get invitations to our uh, webinars that are held every Monday night. And they're on all different aspects. It's not just about gold. I mean, we cover everything about uh, uh, finance from a biblical worldview, but we talk about taxes, uh, just anything you can imagine, uh, budgeting, how to get out of debt, how to teach your kids about money. That's that's a really important thing. And if you're too old to have kids, uh, or if your kids are too old, I mean, uh, they're already set in their ways, help teach the grandkids. Uh, because it's really important for uh, young people to get a, a good start and how to handle money. So love to have you all come. And uh, Dwayne, you might want to write down my new telephone number from my office. Uh, uh, if everybody can. wants to. Because okay. a lot of, I've given this number, my sure. old number out. Mm -hmm. We've been having trouble with our main number, so we switched to 92. It's 561 seven five three six oh nine nine five six one seven five three six oh nine nine um a lot of the calls i get from csn are people that just want a, a little consult on their their personal finances i don't give financial planning advice but i can have conversations and guide people to the right resources like um one thing I should mention, anybody that's got an IRA or a 401k, 
and it's in in, in prison you can't you can't get your money out of it mm -hmm. okay um there's an act that was passed back in march called the cares act c-a-r-e-s cares act and basically it lets you get your money out of your IRA when you're following okay, up to a hundred grand without penalties and the taxes you get to pay them out over a three-year period of time so this is a once-in-a-lifetime deal all you have to do is show that you had some kind of negative impact from the china virus um but you can't say china virus because joe biden passed another um executive order saying you can't say china virus anymore what's this um, rule or <laughs> how would someone uh find it in their web browser easiest way to do it is just go to conservativetruth.com and click archives and if you go down a couple of uh i think it's about the fourth article there uh you'll see okay i gotta um, put you on hold just one second keep going yeah if, if you click archives um then i think it's the uh the fourth article down and it talks about how to get your your money out of prison and it um it shows you how you qualify for the cares act but basically all you have to do is show that you've had some kind of financial impact from the china virus so let's say you made more money in 2020 than you did in uh, 2019 but you were laid off or or furloughed for two weeks so you lost money those two two weeks even though overall you made a profit or you made more money in the year, you could still uh, take it. Or if you had to do something, spend some money that you weren't expected to, like for instance, uh, one couple um, had to work at home and uh, said they had to buy an extra computer because they only had one. Well, bingo, they qualify for the CARES Act. I'm back. Now yeah. tell me where that article is, fourth one down. Okay, click archives. Did? Oh, yep. Off to the left. Okay, so scroll back up again. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, click hide menu off to the left there. Okay. That gives you more room. Now, now scroll down a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, there it is. How to get your IRA and 401k money out of prison without penalties. Gotcha. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So even if you're uh under 59 and a half mm -hmm. and you're you're supposed to be a uh 10 penalty on anything you should take out that goes away and also you get tax advantages and the best part is let's say that the husband had some kind of financial impact but the wife didn't but she's got a 401k or an ira uh she can take up to a hundred thousand out of it if either one of them had a financial impact and both of them have IRAs or 401ks, you can each take $100,000 out without penalty. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's really a gimme. I mean, very seldom, I mean, not since the Roth IRA have I seen the government do anything that was really uh, good for people tax wise. But I think what it is, they, they're, they're very lax on, the qualifications mm -hmm. um 
you can see there if you you're diagnosed with the virus even if even if you didn't lose time if you just had a diagnosis or uh if you're furloughed or financial, laid off experienced financial adverse financial consequences as a so pretty much anybody that wants to take advantage of this in this paragraph, they can find something that applies to them. Yeah, and they seem to be really anxious to let people do it because I think the more they can let you have access to your own money, uh, they're thinking the less they have to write stimulus checks. Right, yeah. Well, so uh, thanks for pointing this out. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's a great article, um, even if I did write it myself. And if anybody was to call and discuss the any part of it, um, you got my number. Okay. And that number again, 561-753-6099. You got it. Uh, and if you ever have an interest, we we own the toll-free number in God we trust. So if you ever need to use that, uh, I, might, I, might, I might lease it to you. So, all right, brother. God bless you. All right. All right. Bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Here we sit on the 30-minute S&P chart. Uh, while we were talking with Dr. Tom, I put out an alert. The idea here is to be long, 38.25, with an initial target at 38.27, and the final trade two target with every alert. If it's a long, the final trade two target is the zone overhead. If it's a short, it's the zone below because when price rallies up to a weekly zone, we expect it to be good resistance until proven otherwise. And just as price dropped here, dropped to the weekly zone, we expect that to be good support until proven otherwise. And so far it has been. Uh, this red candle, the swing low, is 38.13. The zone is 38.13 slash 14. And from the zone, we've bounced up to Uh, 38, 23 and a half. So we've caught almost a 10 point bounce from this pullback to the zone. Now, this candle right here, this is called the slice. Only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most common thing, the one I show you every day, is consolidation. The second most likely thing is rejection. That's what you see right there. Price ran up, touched the zone, but by the time the 30-minute candle closed, the only thing left touching the zone is the wick of the 30-minute candle. So the most likely is consolidation. Second most likely. Consolidation you're going to see about 70% of the time. Rejection, about 20% of the time. I take this up to 90. 10% might be a little high for the slice, but it happens. And this isn't a perfect slice because we already had rejection, but for the purpose of this discussion, it'll work. Price slices through a zone like it's not even there. And then when the move runs out of steam, like it did here, price will retrace back to the zone that is sliced through. And the swing low of that candle is exactly 38.13. Slice, retrace back to the zone you sliced through, and then continue in the direction of the slice.
So what we want to happen here is we want to get above this swing high at 22 half. And now because we just got a new candle, we want to get through this high at 23 half. Entry, 38.25, initial target 27, final trade to target, zone overhead 30 slash 31. From the entry to the zone, it's five points at $50 a point, $250 per contract traded. If you've earned the right to trade two contracts, then it's a $500 move. If you've earned the right to trade three contracts, it's a $750 move. Four contracts, it's a $1,000 move. When you begin with us, when you first become a passport holder, your first job is to learn the strategy and the methodology. That's what happens in the live training room every day. You're being taught the strategy. Everything we do is based off of some very basic underlying principles, the same principles upon which the market operates. And since the market is always right, why would we want to do anything other than what the market does? So our strategy and indicators help you understand what the market is doing, what it's trying to achieve, what its goal is, whether it's moving to the upside or the downside. <coughs> so two hours a day, and once you become a passport holder, you have a lifetime access to the room. You're taught the mechanics of the trade setup. While you're learning, you're being fed a steady diet of around the clock trade alerts, like we were just looking at. So when there's opportunity in the markets, and we cover all the major indices, crude, gold, silver, you get an alert. Your phone says, dee 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 or your tablet, or your PC, or your Mac. You go to the chart, and you want to understand the alert. I just explained to you why the entry is where it is, why the final trade to target is where it is, okay? So you look at the alert, you look at your chart. If you don't understand the alert, did you go to the discussion group in Telegram and go, hey, I'm looking at alert number 6335, and I have a question. You type it in, and then myself or someone else will answer the question for you. Because the same, the, the, the formula is always the same, it never changes. Doesn't matter if it's an S&P alert, a Dow, a Russell, NQ, crude, gold, silver, it's the same, never changes. That makes learning so simple. Because right now the S&P is giving us a beautiful window of opportunity. But let's say you had just sat down to trade and the S&P wasn't giving you a beautiful window of opportunity. Well, you can do one of two things. You can wait for the S&P to provide a window of opportunity, or you can go look at the Dow or the Russell or the NQ, crude, gold, or silver, because we use the same method, same indicator, same everything, same principle on every market, on every time frame, okay? The default time frame for all alerts is the 30-minute chart. So that's why when an alert comes out, 
You don't have to break your neck rushing to get to your computer to try to put on a trade. I build in time, the best of my ability to give you plenty of time to finish what you're doing and get ready. Our goal in teaching you in the room the mechanics of the setup and then providing you with a steady diet of opportunities so that you can apply what you learn in the room with the end goal being that pretty soon Telegram announced that Apple will remove the Telegram app from their phones without their joint notice. Telegram announced this. Uh, Telegram announced that to prevent this. Apply the mentioned settings. Now, why didn't Telegram alert me of that? Because I am subscribed to the Telegram channel. Ah, here we go. Let's check this out. Move your message history from other apps to Telegram. Okay. Okay, this was published today, the 28th. Millions of people are switching every day. And now their old chats, blah, 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 can come along with them. This update gives you more control over your data. Voice chats now appear at the top. Moving chat history from other apps. Okay, so where did that come from? Where did you guys find this? Where did this come from? Um, I found it in a channel that I follow uh, for Lynn Wood. All right, let's go out on the internet but, here. But the only information I got from Telegram was today was the, exactly the same one you showed. Let's try. Now, for those that don't know, I don't use Telegram. I use Nicegram which is just a shell that somebody built around. Telegram is open source code. So you, they encourage you to build your own uh, messaging client if you want to. And so I, Nicegram does a couple things that I like better than Telegram. It, it looks, well, if I didn't tell you, you'd probably think this was, oh, actually on my desktop, I am still running Telegram. It's on my phone that I'm using Nicegram. Nicegram web. Mm. Okay, nice Nicegram doesn't provide, I don't think. So anyway, back to Apple removing Telegram. Parlor Telegram is facing allegations of being used to encourage racism and violence. Let's rephrase it, make it a question. Is Apple removing the Telegram app? Uh, the group says that the Telegram app's access has not been removed. 
despite blah blah the law. So somebody's suing them, trying to make them remove it. I think Telegram would notify us if that were going to happen. Okay. Now these guys behind Telegram, they have like a billion dollar war chest. Two rich brothers, twins, something out of Russia or somewhere have put this fund in place to keep Telegram free forever. Uh, so even if it gets removed from the app, from the Apple App Store, if you've already got it installed, then I, I don't see where that would present a problem. And if that were to happen, I'm going to guess the fine folks at Telegram would just put up a website that you could go to. Because back when CFRN had an app, it wasn't in the app store, but people could download it directly from our website. So thanks for the heads up on that. And we'll continue to monitor the situation so that everyone can take, well, I guess there's no appropriate measure to take. Just if you haven't downloaded Telegram yet, not even for this reason, but just because if you want to be a part of everything we do, we do everything in Telegram. This was posted in our Breeze channel. This is where we go to just shoot the breeze about things other than trading. And then we have the discussion group, the one I was showing you earlier. Uh, and then we have uh, the alert channel, which I was showing you earlier. And then I have my own space where I can keep notes whenever I'm on the internet. If I need to save something, I just drop it into my Telegram channel. And then we use it for weekly trading zones. We use it for the concierge trade alerts. Uh, so Telegram has been very good to us. And we hope it never goes away. And if Apple is forced to remove it from their app store, I think we'll still be okay. But I do appreciate the heads up. Okie doke. So everybody understands this. So in the room, you're taught the mechanics of the setup. The alerts show you opportunities as they develop in the market so that you can go understand and once you repeat this process enough times telegram sounds the alarm you go to your chart you read the alert you get ready you trade it in sim until you earn the right to go live once you go live then of course you'll trade accordingly you repeat this process enough times pretty soon because everything we do is grounded in logic. It's all very logical. Once you understand how markets work and how price moves and what moves price, it just all becomes very logical. And you see this opportunity just like I saw it, okay? If you have questions, put them in the chat box. Let's go through the CTAs real quick and then I gotta, I gotta scoot out of here. So last night, if you didn't grab a screenshot or if you want one, there it is. Can you get it all on the screen? Yeah, there we go. Two lines in the sand. So last night, this came out at 6.45 p.m. Eastern. Unlike the logic alerts, which come out around the clock, this comes out once per session, right after the Globex open. Number's good for the entire session. So the long side last night was 
37.95. So on the initial trigger, price ran up to 38.06 and a quarter. So that's a nine point move, $50 a point, $450 per contract traded. Again, that's a $450 per contract move. If you've earned the right to trade two contracts, that's $900. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. So when the move ran out of steam, it came right back. This all happened in one 30-minute candle. Now, this happened at 10 a.m. Eastern this morning. I gave this number to our traders last night at 6.45 p.m. Eastern. So I would venture to say that everybody had plenty of time to get ready, just like with the logic alerts. So price gets back below the trigger and it finds support where? At the weekly zone. Remember when price drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support. When price rallies up to a zone, we expect it to be resistance like it was here until proven otherwise. So we went from zone to zone and now the market's trying to make the next leg of the journey up to the zone overhead. <clears throat> so nine point trade, that's what the market made available, back below the trigger. And this time it makes it all the way up to 38.13. So from 37.95 to 38.13, that's 18 points. 20 points at $50 a point is $1,000 per contract traded. So this is 18 at $50 a point. So that's $900 per contract traded. If you've earned the right to trade two contracts, this is an $1,800 move right here. So you had a $900 move. I'm sorry, you had a $450 move and a $900 move. From 37.95, 38.06, Nine points, $50 a point, $450 with one contract. Then it handed it to you again, this time 900. This time it made it the second time. And I won't go into detail, but as I told you, I teach all of our traders a three-step methodology for applying the stop loss using market structure. And I said earlier in the show that the second and third and fourth triggers often provide less risk with more profit potential. The stop loss required for the second trigger was less than required for the first trigger. And again, when you become a member of Passport Holder, you and I spend time in a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session where I teach you how to do that, okay? And so we've got this overhead right now. What happens if this doesn't trigger? Well, because we're above the BBC, if price starts to drop, I will not issue a short alert. As long as price is above the BBC, we anticipate higher prices. As long as price is below the BBC, we anticipate lower prices. Now the short side last night of the ES was 36.97, which was down here, and that never triggered. So no trigger on the short side for the CTA, all about the long side. Okay, all right, let's go to the Dow. 
Number for the Dow last night was 3,590. And we've made it up to 830. 590. Let's just go 775. Basically, two, it's almost 200 points. The Dow pays $5 a point, $1,000 per contract traded. Russell. Long side for the Russell last night was 21.30. And we've traded up to 21.39. So nine points, $50 a point, $450 per contract traded. In Q. 13.266 was the long side. 13.266. Now the NQ pays $20 a point. So 13.266 from 2.66 to 3.66, which is right there. That's 100 points, $20 a point. That's a $2,000 per contract move. But just like on the S&P, what happened? We triggered, we got back below the trigger and ran again. On this move, well, even on this move, let's see. What was that? 13 from 266, we put in a high at 79. So from 66 to 79, it's 13 points at $20 a point, it's 200. That little wick there is $260 per contract. Then back below the trigger, and this time we ran up to 273. No, 318, I'm sorry. From 266 to 318. So. About a $1,200 per contract move. And then it got back below the trigger a third time. So you got one trigger, two trigger, three trigger. This time we go from 266 to 366. That's the $2,000 per contract move. One, two, three trades, one CTA alert. All right, next on the list is crude oil. Okay, crude last night, 53.10. And that took us up to 58. So it's $480 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. And on the short side, 52.30. And the swing low is 52.20. $100 per contract traded. Now gold, we have rolled to the J contract. The alert last night for the J contract was 1865, which this is one of those instances where price goes up, it gets to the CTA. It's an important price, it's an important area. Market tried three times. The best it could do 
was 66.3. So that's $130 per contract traded. On the second trigger, $200 per contract traded. And on the third trigger, $160 per contract traded. And then silver. Hi-ho, silver. Uh, the long side for silver was twenty-five seventy-nine. Now twenty-five seventy-nine. We made it up to twenty-seven ten. So that's roughly three hundred. Standby from twenty five eighty. So that's thirty ticks and two ticks is a hundred bucks. So that's a fifteen hundred dollar per contract move, and it just triggered again for the second time. A one dollar move in the price of silver. If you're trading the large contract, it's five grand. If you're trading the mini, it's a grand. One dollar move. Okay. All right. That brings us to a conclusion of this radio broadcast, except for our good word for the day. Uh, last look at the daily chart. Remember, our important resistance overhead is red and falling. If we can get through that, yesterday's high. In the all-time historic high. Support. Really? Is going to be the 24% FIB. And stay tuned to the Telegram channel. There will be alerts this afternoon. I'll keep you posted. There will be alerts. There will be charts. There will be thoughts, ideas. And, of course, as always, answers to your questions. All right, last couple of days we've been talking about thinking realistically. Last two days. Today we'll talk about your vision. Now that you've learned to think realistically, let's talk about vision. Ezekiel 8.4 According to the vision that I saw, the full scripture says, And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw in the valley. When God gives you a vision, it will change your life. John Scully, former president of Pepsi and CEO of Apple Computers, said the future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. The Bible tells us in Romans 4.17, God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Vision paints the target, lights a fire within you, and draws you forward. If what you're pursuing in life doesn't come from a burning desire within you, from the very depths of who you are and what you believe, probably won't be able to accomplish it. Why? Because along the way, you will have to overcome obstacles, opposition, roadblocks, 
and resistance. Esther's vision meant putting her life on the line to save the Jewish people from annihilation. She said in Esther 4.16, If I perish, I perish. Did she perish? No, but she had to be willing to perish. Are you? Are you willing to perish to fulfill your vision? To fulfill your vision, you must do two things. Number one, measure yourself. If you've previously thought about your life's vision and articulated it clearly, measure how well you're carrying it out. Talk to those you trust and ask them to tell you what they think your vision is. And if they can articulate it, then chances are you're living it. My friend who passed, Pastor Coney, you could ask anybody that knew him and they could articulate his vision. Not because it was something he thought about or dreamed about, he lived it out every single day. Number two, Number one's measure yourself. Number two's write it down. Habakkuk 2 2. Write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. There's something about getting that jumble of stuff in your head down your arm and out through a number two lead pencil and onto a piece of paper. It's transformative. I know everybody uses a keyboard and a computer screen these days, but don't forsake the old yellow number two lead pencil and get a notepad. You'll find that writing things down really can bring incredible clarity. Writing clarifies your thinking. Once your vision is in writing, and you don't have to get a pencil and a pad, but Try it sometime. If you want to use your keyboard, that's fine. However you do it, writing or typing, it will help to clarify your thinking. Once your vision is in writing, it becomes the roadmap to your destination. Sort of like our 2420 blueprint. Consult it often and pursue it with all that lies within you. If you do, chances are you will live to see it fulfilled. Coney saw his vision for his life fulfilled. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell.
Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. 